welcome back. Let's let's welcome back to Let's Talk Marriage. You forgot where you were. Where where, did, where were you? I don't know. My mind was gone for a second. <laughs> I I don't think you're on Let's Talk Marriage. What what well, what show are you on? We're gonna try this again. Welcome back to Let's Talk Marriage <laughs> through transparency. Oh my goodness! Well, we are back, guys, and uh, we are so happy to be back today. We have a special guest today. Let me tell you, uh, this guest that is coming on, she has been uh, doing what she does and she loves what she does. She's been doing it for some time now. Of course, I'm going to let her come on and explain those things to you. But she is absolutely an amazing person. And I am honored. Uh, we are honored to actually have her on today. Uh, she's uh, a person that I've watched in the background uh, do so many different things to perfect her craft. And uh, it is such an amazing thing like when you have your own business that you perfect your craft and that you go and you do the things necessary to make sure that you build upon those things and not giving people uh, just anything. So I am so happy and so honored today to introduce to you guys and present to others Marie Porter. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction, Taisha. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm so Sunday. happy you're here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be on. Thank you for accepting the invite. I, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your expertise with uh, with our uh, Facebook and YouTube family on today. And uh, I'm sure the people will appreciate uh, the things that you have to offer uh, as well. So, uh, without further delay, I guess let's just uh, let's get into it. Y'all well, ready? But well, before we get into that, okay. most important people people have to understand uh, when it comes to our finances, is very important inside a marriage. It help build a finance, the help build a foundation on a lot of different things that you're able to do: vacations, um, going out to eat, buying groceries, paying your rent, even down to paying your taxes. So this portion is very important to help your marriage to build because sometimes majority of our arguments are about, is about finance. Right. And so I hope that you're able to help uh, clarify and uh, open up some different things as uh, as it pertains to uh, saving, how to save, you know, maybe also uh, how to prepare your taxes, how it can help you in the long run. Uh, with your business, with people that are wanting to open business and things like that. So um, I know that you're not shy to accepting phone calls either, right? I am not shy at all. Call me whenever. <laughs> okay. So um, you guys can call in. We have a 754-303-9976 to ask your questions. But you can also ask your questions on in the comments and uh, we'll post them for her. And she'll answer them uh, the best of her ability. So are you ready to jump on in? Let's go. All right. So she has something here for you guys. And um, I'm going to go ahead and just put it up. But before we do that, I want you to just uh, share with the people exactly who you are. Okay. My name is Marie Porter. I am the proud owner and founder of Linus Accounting and Tax Services, Inc., um, we do bookkeeping, taxes, payroll, general accounting, amongst other things. Um, I've been in business for virtually about two years, but I've been an accountant for 14 years. And a little bit about me is that I'm a proud graduate of the University of Miami for undergrad. Ooh, okay. 
<laughs> upper degree, my master's degree, I went to Florida International University. That's right, girl. That's right. Put that stuff up there. All right, HBCU. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, what else would you like the people to know about you? I am diligent. I work hard. Um, I'm the type of person that likes to educate my taxpayer, educate my clients instead of just taking their money. So you will learn with me. And awesome. I keep, like you said, I go to conferences. I keep myself abreast of all new information mm -hmm. so that I can guide my clients correctly. Absolutely. And we appreciate that too. All right. So let's go ahead and add your slides on. Are you ready? Ready. She has some things here. Let me tell you guys, this is amazing how she has all these slides prepared and ready for you guys. Babe, get your questions uh, ready as well, because oh, yeah. um, I know you have some because you're always asking me stuff. I'm like, I don't know. We have to ask Marie. Get right on. <laughs> all right. So uh, go ahead. What's this? the first one? And you have to tell me when to change the slide now. No problem. Okay. So today we're going to be discussing how to avoid big tax mistakes that most people make. Don't be shy. Ask questions as we're going along. You don't have to wait to the end of the presentation in order to ask your question. I will be answering. If anything seems unclear or you need further clarification, feel free to ask. Okay. So. Next slide. Mm -hmm. This is my introduction. Um, I just mentioned who I am. So I have a bachelor's of business administration, major in accounting, and I have a master's of accounting. And here is my business information. This so is for those of you who are looking for an accountant or just uh, wanting to file your taxes for your businesses and things like that as well, you do all of that, don't you? I do. All right. All right, let's go. On I register to businesses. I do the taxes. I do the bookkeeping. So one-stop shop over here. Now, now for bookkeeping, mm -hmm. tell the people what is bookkeeping exactly? Because I know what it is. Okay. Uh, but sometimes we have people that don't understand what bookkeeping is, and it's it's a service that I don't want to do myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's too tedious. But to have somebody like you tell us exactly what bookkeeping is. Bookkeeping is basically keeping track of all of the transactions that happen in your business from beginning to end. So it's, it's keeping track and categorizing. So you would actually, there are some tools that I use. Um, there's a free website called www.waveapps.com. That is good for accounting. And there's also QuickBooks. Those are the two that I use heavily. Heavily. So what you do is you're basically taking stock of what has happened financially in your business from the beginning of the month to the end of the month. We pretty much do bookkeeping monthly, but you need the yearly numbers in order to complete your taxes. So and in order to actually get grants, loans, there are reasons why you need to keep track of your finances, right? Right. So that's basically the gist of it. Bookkeeping is keeping a record of everything that happens financially in your business. Take keeping track of your revenues and expenses, keeping track of your prof your profits, your assets, everything that goes on. How is this good for uh, in a marriage? Can we use bookkeeping like in a marriage on, on the things that we're doing and, and, and spending the monies that we're spending and things like that? 
Yes, you you should actually. So bookkeeping in a marriage, you should be keeping track of all of the income that's coming in, know where your money goes, because a lot of times people, we just get our paycheck and we're like, okay, let's spend this, spend that. People don't budget. You need to be able to budget. Tell your money where to go instead of just sending your money somewhere. So you need to plan where your money is going every month. Because at the end of the day, you you need to know what your cost drivers are. There's a very good app called the Mint app. So I would suggest that people download the Mint app so they can see where all their expenses are flowing to. Uh, say what you uh, spell what you're saying. M I N T app. M I N T. Yeah. Okay. It's also a part of um, one of the QuickBooks Enterprise products. So mm -hmm. Mint is free. Mm -hmm. So it will tell you, okay, you spend this amount on groceries, you spend that amount on utilities based on the vendors that you're spending on. It knows what to categorize it as. Good. All right. Thank you for that. You're we welcome. don't use the we don't use the mint app. I just use the husband app and he's like, This is where <laughs> your money is going and this is That's what we're not. <laughs> this is what we're not going to do. And uh, here's your allowance for the day. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me right now? He's like, no, you, you're spending too much. So <laughs> food is the biggest expense. You'll be surprised how much meals add up when you're in the street. So just be careful with that $5 Starbucks coffee, that McDonald's meal that you just thought, oh, I just quickly ran into McDonald's. It adds up. It All does. Right. Yes, it does. And you're why are you looking at me? I don't just buy food out all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are just joining in, we are with Marie Porter. You guys, uh, she is a uh, tax accountant and uh, she's been doing this for many years. And you guys can ask her some questions and uh, you can call in at 754-303-9976. Please make sure that you like, comment, and share. We're on Facebook and we're also right here uh well we're right here on facebook and we're also on youtube so for those of you who are just coming in don't be shy ask your questions this may be the only time that you get to ask certain questions that you have you know burning on the inside of you that you want to ask and you can ask her right here she's here live and in effect so let me go to your next slide okay so tax return basics everybody wants a refund but they don't know how taxes actually work okay so we start off at gross income. All income is reportable. It may not be taxable, but all income is reportable, even illegal income. So we know that marijuana is not federally legal, but IRS, they still want their cut. I that. saw that on their page. They were like, we still want. And they're serious about it. Mm -hmm. So um, there are many people that have been caught up with IRS, mobsters, etc. They they know that you're doing something illegal. Just just get in their cut. <laughs> so you have to be you know, how do they um risk or how do they not risk the, the chances of going to jail? Oh that that's another story. They're you still going I mean, to jail. If they're paying taxes, I, I mean you don't want them to know everything. Payment. Right. You just won't get that extra charge for evading the IRS, but you're still going to jail for whatever illegal oh, activity that you're doing. Y'all don't listen to that. You just won't have the extra <laughs> sentence. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So all income is reportable. Just know that. 
Um, there are adjustments to your income, which means if you ha have teacher expenses, if you're a teacher and you spent to like decorate your classroom, et cetera, supplies, or if you contributed to retirement, those are things that actually are adjustments to income. Okay. I see you got your papers rolling there. Yeah, because the, no, the slides came down, by the way. You have to put them back up. No, no, I took it All down right. so we could see your face. Awesome. So, so what's the next thing you have? Hey, you want me to stay on this one or go to the next stay one? Stay on this one because mm -hmm. I'm just going to go through. It's a formula. So we're at the top of the formula where we have income. <laughs> then we have adjustments subtracted. Then that comes here, adjusted gross income. Mm -hmm. You guys hear about AGI. That's what that is. Your gross income minus the adjustments. Then you have the standard deduction or the itemized deduction. So IRS always gives you a freebie every year, right? So they say that, okay, for individuals, 12550 of your income this year, we're not even going to tax that. We're just giving you a freebie deduction, right? If you have expenditures more than that freebie deduction, then you can itemize. So if you have deductions that are say $13,000 versus the $12,550, then you can itemize $13,000, which that subtracts from your income. Okay. So this comes to, then you have exemptions, whether you have kids, your dependents basically are your exemptions. And then that comes to your taxable income, right? From your taxable income, we calculate the federal income tax. We are on a progressive tax system for people that does not know your income tax is not taxed at a flat rate. It's in tiers. So you will have, I, this is just an arbitrary number. So like the first bracket, like if you made, this is an example, this is not exact. Like the first $10,000 is taxed probably at 10%. Then the next $5,000 is taxed at 12. That's how our tax system works. Okay. It is not a flat rate. So when you hear people saying that they are moving up in tax brackets, that's what they're talking about. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't so, know this. Mm -hmm. Then you have tax credits. Go, go ahead, Taisha. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. I'll ask my, I'll hold my question to the end. Okay. No problem. Then we have tax credits subtracted from the actual income tax. So the adjustments above they reduce the taxable income. Tax credits reduce the actual tax you owe line by line. So this would be dependent gear credit. If you have like fuel tax credit, anything named credit that does your taxes, reduces it line by line. Then we have other taxes, which would be like self-employment, etc. Then you have payments, which is what was withheld from your W-2. Or if you did estimated payments throughout the year, that is also subtracted. And then we come up with your tax due or refund. Now, all of this, um, this is a lot of information. Mm -hmm. And some people don't care about that. They just want to know how much money are they going to get back? Right. How do we increase? I think you are, you are already there. What were you going to say? So here's the problem. Everybody wants a refund, but sometimes people will not be entitled to a refund and they have to be okay with that. Because if you make tons of money, right? If you're not paying estimated taxes, you wouldn't be making, getting your money back 
the refund means a refund only means you overpaid the IRS all year, right? There are some credits that are refundable credits that whether you pay the IRS all year or not, you're going to get that. Like child tax credit, it's refundable, right? Dependent care credit, it's refundable. Whether you paid it, paid into the system or not, you're going to get it, right? Or a certain percentage. Some some have a percentage that you're going to get back. Now, but, what if I don't want to pay the IRS? What if I just want my money now? If you want your money yeah, early? What if, I don't, what if I don't want to pay the IRS, uh, you know, any taxes and I just want to file tax exempt all year round? Is that uh, is that something that we could do? Because you just said if we give, the reason we get a tax um, or we get an, a, a refund back is because we have overpaid the government for all those years or, or for that for that year right right what if i don't want them to have my money what if i want to keep it are we allowed to do that you can keep it but you're gonna owe it end of the year because you're not all of it or some of it <laughs> you're going to owe some of it but here here's the thing remember i was telling you that when you file your taxes the irs gives you a freebie they give you that standard deduction or they give you the itemize and then the rest you pay tax of Mm -hmm. on right so you need to know that okay if i'm doing if i'm filing zero right well if you're filing it's the opposite if you file zero that mm -hmm. means that they're taking less taxes if you file zero they're taking less taxes because you're saying that you don't have any exemptions you don't have any dependents like that's why most people file like single zero so that they take the most taxes out so they don't have to owe at the end of the year right 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 so that's the purpose of that but if you're filing i know people that have filed they have say you have two kids but yet you're filing five exemptions on your w-4 so now you've overpaid i've seen well you've had the irs give you too much during the year right so the IRS has sent letters to your employer and tell your employer, you can no longer allow this person to withdraw this amount. This person has to say they only have this amount of dependents for this amount of time. Right. So the IRS knows what you're doing. So don't play with the IRS. <laughs> okay. So you need to... If you have two dependents, then on your W four, stop playing with the IRS. Oh, well, I've seen it happen several times. <laughs> it is hilarious. No yeah. file tax exemption, no more. <laughs> right. So they do that. So you have to just make sure that you're you're claiming your own kids. You're claiming the right amount oh. of kids. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what you need to be doing. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go to your next slide because this one getting us in trouble. <laughs> no problem. Okay, itemize deductions. These are just a few things that you can itemize on your Schedule A. Now, remember, these are things that if the standard deduction is not in, well, if the standard deduction is 12550 right? If you have more of these type of deductions on the itemized deductions, which is your Schedule A, you can take this instead of the standard deduction, okay? Mm -hmm. If not, you can take both. So sometimes people are like, I put my medical and dental expenses on my tax return and it didn't give me any extra money. It's because right. it's either or, okay? If all of these expenses added up does not come up to what your standard deduction is supposed to be, then you are not 
getting more than your standard deduction. Okay. Now the question that's coming up is what is Schedule C? It's coming. Uh -oh. It's in a few Wait a minute. Let Hold your horses. Because we are on just Schedule A. We are on Schedule A. Schedule okay. C is coming in one minute. So, <laughs> so here is a see here we go schedule there it is i see it it's coming entities and tax treatments okay so there are basically four different types of entities that your business can be you can be a sole proprietorship which a schedule c is necessary a schedule c is basically an attachment to your 1040 that tells you what the income and expenses of that business is okay so an LLC, sole proprietorship is one. An LLC is another type of business. It can be a sole proprietorship or a partnership and requires a Schedule C or a 1065 with what we call K-1s. So a, sole, a Schedule C is for if you have one owner. A 1065 is a partnership return, which is separate from the 1040 and you would have k1 so the k1s would say how much each partner made so the k1s is what each individual owner of that partnership will put with their 1040 so it's like if you're a sole proprietorship you would put your schedule c with your 1040 right if you're a partnership each individual owner would put their k1 with their 1040. so that's how that works so we we recently we just had to do a schedule c uh for our business right and um i never understood why we had to file those taxes with our regular taxes can you kind of help um uh help us out with that a little bit okay why would you file the business taxes with your regular right because as far as if you don't have a S-Corp or if you didn't incorporate it as an S-Corp or a corporation, it doesn't warrant a separate return. So in order to keep your business, well, your business is separate, legally protected with the LLC, right? It's legally protected with the LLC, the S-Corp corporation. It's still treated as a separate entity as long as you have an EIN number right and you incorporated what you have to incorporate but if it's like a sole proprietorship and you didn't you did not elect any of the other um you can be an llc and you can have as be treated as an escort and that warrants a separate a separate return but with the schedule c if you did not get it treated as an escort or a court you're still going to have that schedule i can't really answer why it's just that it just is a schedule C oh. is what that's just how it is. Okay. Well, thanks for not, the best of your ability. I never understood why. Yeah. Because, to do both. because it's basically, it goes with your social security number. It's just a profit and loss schedule. <laughs> just about it. Yeah. Somebody said thanks. Yeah. So oh. if you, you can't, but see, I don't like, the schedule C portion because I don't like if I'm presenting I'm an escort right so mm -hmm. if I'm presenting my financial information I don't want everybody to go into my other because when you're applying for like loans or just grants 
you have to present all your business. If you and your husband are on the same return, you have to put present your 1040, right. your schedule. They don't even know all of that. That's none of their business to be. So right? how would we um, be able to go around that? That's That's what I'm seeing as well. Why would we do that? How can we go around all of that and not have to, or do we need to turn it into an, uh, your company into an escort? You, in order to file a separate return, you will, but there are different rules for an escort. When you turn your company into an escort, you would have to pay yourself a salary. And that's what a lot of people don't know because an escort is a flow through enti entity. How do you change it with the, 20 the same question I'm asking? You're answering it now. Right. The 2553. So there's a 2553 that is change of entity. So you fill that out and you're able to change your LLC into an escort. Sounds good. It yeah. sounds like that's something that we should do anyway, because I don't want the IRS and all those people in our well, they're already in our regular business anyway. Does it it doesn't even matter? It doesn't even matter, does it? Because they're they're in everything anyway. They know I'm married. They, they are in everything, but I just so you don't have to relinquish that certain. The IRS will know, but every other entity don't have to know. Oh, so uh, basically, right? It depends on who you're. Make hand. You right. Know, it's better to do it that way. Ah, so it looks like I'll be changing some things around. <laughs> yeah, but you have to be careful to know that with the escort you have to pay yourself a salary they want you to pay yourself a reasonable compensation if you are the owner because a lot of people file escort to get around paying self-employment taxes and you need to pay yourself a salary because you are an employee of the escort when you are escort when you're the owner you're an employee of the escort so, but when you're an LLC just starting out, it doesn't make any sense to do that because, you know, you're just going to pay your taxes and the money, I mean, the money. You're going to pay self-employment taxes. Oh, of I don't want to see. It's something. It's always something, Marie. It's always something. It's always so something. We'll but, just stick with what we're doing. Don't make me change nothing. You already got to <laughs> getting ready to tell the IRS that we, you know, that people selling drugs. Like, I know, right? <laughs> You guys who are just coming in, who are just tuning in, you got to go back to the first beginning of uh, what we were talking about. The IRS wants everything. You're still going to jail. Do not sell <laughs> drugs. You're still going to jail. But they, before you go, you won't. You just won't have that uh, evasion of taxes uh, to you. attached to you. <laughs> so pay your taxes on your drugs out there, people. <laughs> All right, let's go to your to your next uh, slide here. Okay, no, go back. There's one more thing. There was one more thing on the other side, the C court. So, no, that's wrong. That's no problem. Just the regular corporation that files a 1120. Uh, so, this is not a flow through. Well, it files an 1120, not a 1120S. So, that's the last entity, and that is a separate return, also. Okay. All right. So, all righty. So biggest tax mistakes. So let's take our time with this because I want to make sure all of you are right. Okay. <laughs> so not filing on time. Your business taxes are due March 15th. If it's not a schedule C, it's if, if it's a partnership 1120S, it needs to be in on March 15th. Everything else, April 18th, right? You can file an extension. It gives you six months. Don't be lazy. If you know you're going to be late, with your taxes, you need to file an extension. And the extension does not 
cover the payment. So if you know that you owe approximately, I want to say 20000 right? And you don't pay that 20000 on time, you can pay in installments. You still are going to have the interest due, but you're not going to have the penalty because you actually are putting it on installment, right? Mm -hmm. You put on installments or you can pay if you don't know what to pay with your filing when you're filing an extension here's the rule of thumb you have to pay at least 90 percent of the current tax due or a hundred percent of the tax that was due last year okay so That's wait a minute wait, wait 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 mm -hmm. so you're telling me if i don't file if we don't file taxes before now I always thought that you didn't have to file it until April. So it, there is a, a deadline of March and you should file an extension if you it don't. Depends on what entity you are. If you are an escort, March. Oh, this is for businesses. Mm. Oh, yeah, we know that part. OK, but yeah. still for the people who don't know, y'all, y'all. April 18th, right? Uh -huh. But you still, whether you're a business or you're an individual, you can have an extension to file your taxes, right? But you have to file the extension before, of course, the due date, right? So if your return is due March 15th, you file an extension, it'll be due September 15th. Mm. Yours is due in April, file an extension, is due October 15th, okay? But that- I'm but writing this down because I'm not going to remember this for you. Y'all mm -hmm. got to come back to the video. And but you still got to pay it. <laughs> yeah, you still got to pay your money. Don't think that I filed an extension. I'm good. I don't have to pay this money until October. That is not a fact. Mm. Okay, That's you still have to pay the money on time or at least get installments for the money that you owe. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Again, for those of you who are just coming in, you can continue to ask your questions on the sideline here. I think I have a lot of questions for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you guys are like right behind me asking the same exact questions. Uh, but your slides are very informative and they're giving a lot of information before we can even, I think, think to ask the question. So you're uh, this is really, really good. So remember to like, comment and share. And uh, you guys can also call in if you need to at 754-303-9976. And uh, thank you guys who everybody who's tuning in we really appreciate your um you guys tuning in today so go ahead marie we're ready no problem so mistake number two is not reporting all of your income so you have 1099s lottery everybody just remembers the w2 but there are other things that are going on that you need to report on your taxes okay 1099 lottery dividends alimony if you got divorced before 2019, your alimony is taxable. Okay. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. So the person that's paying the alimony can still deduct their alimony. The person that's getting the alimony is taxable. Okay. So if you got divorced before 2019, you should have held on to that person a little longer because... <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> you don't have to pay taxes on it but if your divorce was before 2019 you are paying taxes on that okay gee whiz i have a question uh on the side here someone has a question no problem how much can we use for travel expenses 
when you have an LLC sole partnership? Mm-hmm. There's not really a um, travel expenses. You just have to make sure that it's legit. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Make sure it's legit. Don't say that I went to go visit my friends, my cousin up the street and it's not a business trip. You need to, if you're going to like a conference, if you're going to do business, if you're going, even if you went to like a football game to entertain people, like to entertain your client or you went to as a networking event, you can actually claim those. So I wouldn't say that there's, think of it in terms of a threshold, think of it in terms of it being legitimate. Hmm. More than likely, everything has a threshold, but you won't, everyday people, we're not going to meet that threshold if you're doing it the right way. <laughs> like, so don't be, be very careful because they do audit that. So a lot of people try to get away with mileage and travel expenses. Don't just don't be flagrant with it. Don't be putting like a million dollars. Every trip has to be a business trip. Unless your business calls for business needs for you traveling all of the time, don't do it because the IRS, that's one of the first things that they're looking at. Hmm. Well, that's good. That was a good question, uh, K Small. That was a good question. All right. Number three. Failure to reconcile the stimulus. Oh, these people play too much. The IRS knows that y'all got the stimulus money, folks. <laughs> so don't say, oh, I didn't get it and try to get it again. Because the software is going to tell you that, oh, you're getting it again. But the IRS is going to say, you tried it. We're taking the money. So when you think that you're getting $7,000 in refund, but you got a $2,800 stimulus that you said that you didn't receive and the IRS knows that you received it, they're going to deduct $2,800 from that $7,000 refund. And now you're upset because you planned for $7,000 and $7,000 is not coming back. The IRS knows how much money they gave you. And a lot of things that people have been doing is they have been ignoring the letter. So see... IRS has given you the letter saying how much stimulus you have received, right? If you're if you filed married filing jointly, they split that letter in two this year. So if you have the reason why they did that is because say you got divorced during the year, you have your letter, your husband have your letter, so you can file your taxes separately if need be, right? So if you have Taisha, I'm going to use you as an example. So three kids, right? So 1,400 times three, that should have been your stimulus, right? Mm -hmm. So if you, what's that, 4,200? I can't do math right now. 4,200. So you should have got a form for 2,100 and Elias should have had a form for 2,100, right? Mm -hmm. So when you file your taxes together, you need to put some people have been putting just the 2100 No, you need to put the amount that you and your husband got together. Right? Hmm. So mm -hmm. put the 4200 so the IRS doesn't think that they need to send you another amount. Right? This is why it's important to have somebody that's knowledgeable because uh, you could really mess yourself up if you don't, um, you know, because sometimes people don't want to pay the money 
-hmm. for a person like you to do uh, the things that you do, but uh, it could help with so many different things. Like, you know, the, the mistakes that we make, cause some, some of this jargon, you know, we don't understand. Right. You know, we just know that we want a refund, which we would just, we just learned today that the only reason that you're getting a refund is because you're paying back so much. You're paying the IRS so much money that you're getting a refund back because you paid too much out for the whole year. So right. they're, you know, just taking what they're going to take. And we don't even know how much is supposed to be taken out of our, you know, our accounts and things like that. And then we just learned also that if we're selling dope, we got to make sure we pay taxes on that. And then all these other things like it's it's crazy because we don't, uh, you know, the lay people don't understand this jargon as much unless we're reading and then asking still right. someone like yourself, what does this mean? What does it mean? So it's worth it to pay uh, the extra money for somebody like you to, you know, to help out and to make sure that we're not making these types of mistakes. Would you agree? Agree. <laughs> So then the next thing is the child tax credit letter. Okay. So I am going to try to explain this because there's a lot of confusion on this advanced child tax credit. So this year, the child tax credit that you were supposed to take on your 2021 return, the IRS allowed you to get half up front. It was an advance. So if you got $250 per child or $300 per child, it was an advance. You got half of your child tax credit up front. What I see people saying is, why didn't I get the whole tax credit on my tax return? You got half of it up front. The IRS is not giving you any more money than you deserve to have. So if you see... <laughs> It's not happening. I want all my like, money, Marie. I want all my money. Listen, all of it. I've, I've been getting that a lot. They're like, I'm supposed to get $3,000 per child or $3,600 per child. Why do I only see $1,800 on the return? Because you got the other half already. Okay. So, now, was there a way that we could have avoided that by saying, uh, hey, you know, I don't want this money up front? Because I didn't see that letter where you you could have denied the money and said, no, I want it for the remaining of this year. You could have opted out. You could have opted out. And they did send some notices. I noticed that a lot of people did not get the notice, but no, we didn't get the notice. Right. But you could have opted out. A lot of people didn't. So you, you are not the only one, but some people got the letter that's saying that these payments are going to start on July 15th. If you get letter. No, I just said we didn't get that letter. We didn't? No. You see, they just gave it to us, and we didn't even... I, I knew I was just getting some extra money. I was like, oh, you, you worked extra? He was like, no, no that's from no, the government. No, that was a part-tart. <laughs> no, a part-tart? Yeah, it's a part right in my bank account. <laughs> Marie, I got a question for you. <laughs> no problem. I got a question for you. Here you go. <laughs> I am a mobile hair braider. Can I purchase a new vehicle and claim the expense on my taxes and the gas expense. Okay. So yes and yes. So depreciation, can, you can purchase a new vehicle. Normally you wouldn't be able to take the cost of the whole vehicle in the whole, in the first year in the, you normally have thresholds. Like 
you can take 10,280 this year. You can take a certain amount the next year because depreciation goes in cycles. Like there's years that it has to be depreciated against, et cetera, right? But this year, lucky you in 2021, if you bought the car already, you can deduct the whole price of the car in the first year. Okay. Oh, Levon. So did you, can, did you did you um buy it before? What what was the um what was the year? It was 2021. If if she bought it in 2021, she can deduct all of it. When did you buy the vehicle, um, Levon? Or are you trying to buy it now? Let us know in the comments. You can even call she, in if you want. She can still. There are certain qualifications, but she may be able to still get the whole deduction if she has section 179. She can choose section 179, which is a whole other topic. But yes, there are ways that you can deduct the whole cost of the vehicle. And gas. So when you're deducting business, wait a minute, back up. It's all depends on how much use you have on it. No, I didn't. She should purchase it. Yeah, be fine, Levon. You can talk to me after. <laughs> you you should be fine anyway. Okay. Yes, she will now though. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing: you either take the standard mileage rate or you take the actual, right? So if the if this vehicle is going to be for 100% business use, then you don't have an allocation issue. But if it's not for 100% business use, you have to allocate the percentage that you're going to be using it for the business. Okay. So you can't deduct the whole cost if it's mixed use property, but you can deduct the majority. Because one of the questions that they're going to ask is, was another vehicle available? Can you, was this 100% used for this business? Mm -hmm. So there, there's a little bit more there. They sound like the insurance company. They always say, were you able to move out of the way when the car hit you? Were there other options that you could have taken? And it's like, no, this is what I want. Why can't I get what I want? Yeah, they hit so me, I, I want you to pay me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there are some... But normally, yes, you can deduct the cost of the vehicle, but usually it's through depreciation. You're welcome, Levon. Okay. All right. Let's go on to the next slide. I hope you guys are liking this. Uh, you're giving uh, some really good golden nuggets here, uh, Marie. So I really appreciate you again for coming on, helping our people out so that they can know how to stay abreast of their taxes and um, and not sell drugs. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So not keeping a copy of your prior tax return. Your tax preparer should be asking for this. If your tax preparer is not asking for this, you, you got a problem because they need to know. I ask every single client for your prior tax return. I need to know if somebody messed you up in the past. I need to know if you had credits that carried over from last year. Especially this year, I don't I haven't mentioned on another slide, but I'm gonna mention it now. We have a something called a look back credit. So if you didn't make enough money in 2021 because you probably had unemployment or just life happens, right? So if you didn't earn enough income, you can look back on your 2019 or 2020 income and use your earned income from those years mm -hmm. in order 
to get the earned income credit. Sure. So if you don't qualify for it in 2021 because you did not have earned income or your earned income was too little because it was basically you got laid off from COVID. You um, collected unemployment. So your income is not up to par like how it used to be. You can look back on your 2019 and 2020 numbers. So when your tax person asks for the prior year return, don't get jumpy and be like, why are you asking for that information? It's necessary, okay? Because sometimes there is transposition errors. You can tell me that your social security is one, two, three, four, when it's really two, two, three, four. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And mm. by looking at the prior return, I get information that you may have forgotten to tell me, or I get credits that you may have forgotten to claim because you didn't you forgot to tell me that information. Okay. Oh, wow. A question for you. Uh, what if you collect unemployment? You have to file your tax on that also? Yes, unemployment is taxable. Now, what if somebody claim is um for a fraud is being happened to your taxes, I mean to your uh, unemployment where somebody collecting your unemployment behind your back? How do you go about getting around that? Oh, that's a good question. You have to, well, you have to contact the state, let them know that somebody has opened up an unemployment claim. And you have to also get an identity pin because now there's fraud on your account. So you need to request a pin from the IRS so nobody can electronically file your taxes but you. Okay. Oh, this is good. Yeah, he has to um, have a pin. And uh, there was some identity theft done on me. Uh, with unemployment and all that other stuff, like it was, it was really, really crazy. Yeah, somebody got over twenty thousand dollars. I said that was available. Yeah, for I'm me to get. Name. I'm <laughs> name. I wasn't even trying to look for it, and they, uh, get, they got a lot of money they in my name. Went and uh, filed a block on it. They turned around and said, "No, that's not her. I'm her." <laughs> yeah, wow. the people said, "No, that's not her. I'm her." I'm like, "Wait a minute! I got ID." <laughs> Yeah, it, it was that crazy. is hilarious. That's bad, but that happened to someone that's close to me too. Um, mm-hmm. and she, but she's young; she's twenty three, and I'm like, unemployment. You ain't work long enough <laughs> to connect mm-hmm. unemployment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on to your next slide. Those of you who are Thank liking this, please comment, like, and share. Uh, we do appreciate your comments uh, thus far, and uh, you can continue to comment and ask some questions if you have some. No question is too small. No question is too simple. Just, yeah, uh, LeVan, uh, LeVon, 20K. Please believe it. I'm not even, I wish I could put it up right now. Uh, but they took that money. They did real good yeah. with it, I'm sure. Uh, but nevertheless, y'all ask your questions. Uh, she's doing well with answering these questions, uh, I think, so far. And um, you guys are coming with the heat. So thank you. Okay, so inaccurate account numbers. Make sure your bank account numbers are correct. Sometimes if you give a wrong account number, this is why I ask people to screenshot it directly from the bank or give me a back voided check. Because when you're, again, transposition er errors, you can write the wrong number on your return and the IRS takes forever to give you back your money. They will send you a paper check. That's snail mail. You don't want those problems. It may go to an old address. Don't do it to yourself. Make sure that you're looking at your return when we give you the preview of the return. Don't let anybody file your taxes without giving you a preview. That's first of all. 
So some people, they just say, oh, you can file it. They look at the refund and they're okay. Like I'm going to sign my life away. Just file it. Review your return. Okay. Mm -hmm. So failure to pay estimated taxes. We talked about that earlier. You're fine if you did not owe greater than a thousand last year. So they won't really penalize you, but you have to pay your estimated taxes. Um, there are credits that you could be missing out on 7202. For those of you who are self-employed and you had to stop working because you caught COVID, just know that the 7202 exists. So there's a certain amount of days that you can, it's basically sick pay for self-employed. So you can, yes. We have ever known, our tax preparer should have told us this. Yep. So there is a 7202. It stopped in September, 2021. So if you were sick, Anytime before September 2021, since COVID happened, you need to know about the 70s to to. All right. So number eight, I jumped ahead of myself. I just talked to you about that. Um, make sure you read your return before you affix your signature because they're trying to get you to maximum deduction, but you don't want those problems because at the end of the day, we may get fined as tax preparers, but you going to jail, not not us. <laughs> like, okay, so unless it's like really, really crazy, um, nine times out of ten, you're you get the brunt of it because it's your return. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have to be careful. Um, mm -hmm. Filing head of household erroneously. Um, Oh, let me, my people, my people, let's talk about this. Please, let's talk about it. Hold on. Let me get you on the big screen. Let's put you, <laughs> yes, talk okay, about so, it. Okay, so head of household, right? If you are married, filing jointly, like you see how Ty and Elias are here together. Y'all married, married. You know, we've we've married for real. Married for real. <laughs> head of household is not for you. So what people are doing is they're like, okay. I'm married, but instead of filing married, filing jointly, or married, filing separately, my husband is filing head of household, at a, but he's putting a different address on his tax return. And I'm filing head of household, and I'm putting a different address. Don't do that. Don't play with the IRS like that. Head of wait, household. Wait. You could do, people could do that? You could do that? Not legally. I never know I try to be so squeaky clean I'm scared to do stuff like that uh, got I, some bold people out here I don't want IRS in our business like that <laughs> exactly so a lot of people are doing it so just be careful head of household is for single people or if you're married and your husband or your wife been out of the home for y'all separated and they did not live in the house for the last six months of the year then you can file head of household, but you cannot file head of household for if you're married filing jointly. It's it's a benefit. The reason for head of household is I don't want these single people to not get some type of benefit, like to be punished just because they're single, right? They're taking care of a child, so I want them to be able to claim head of household. <laughs> but you know, all right, Marie, don't play your games. I don't I don't ever play with it. Has have any of you guys uh, ever known someone to get in trouble for filing that way? Uh, let me know in the comments. Um, I, I we don't play with the IRS like that. I don't like people in my business. So I was always told before 
uh, someone said, well, you should file head of the household. I'm like, why? Why, why would I do that? You know, mm -hmm. or to file separate from him so that I can get more money uh, from the children. I'm like, I don't need it that much. I don't I don't need it that much. I don't want the IRS later on down the line. Sure. I know a lot of people that are getting away with some of these things. The other stuff that you were talking about, the other addresses, I I, I didn't know that, you know, sometimes yeah. I'm naive to certain things. And but they try to get them on the phone, it's a nightmare. Yeah, IRS on the phone is a nightmare. To ask any questions, they're going to throw you all around the corner. Mm -hmm. So I don't ever want to um, do that. Go ahead. As practitioners, um, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but we as practitioners. Maybe don't say it, don't get yourself in trouble because you're going to go to jail. This is not going to get you in trouble, but your tax preparer, I'm going to say this. If you have an issue with your tax return and your tax preparer is privy to it, a lot of times we don't have time to call the IRS, but we can get through to the IRS faster than you. I'm not going to tell you our ways, but if we call on behalf of our clients, we can get through to the IRS faster than you would be able to. Well, tell so me the secret later. So I'll tell you the secret off here because here. I don't want anybody in my profession trying to kill me for telling y'all the top secret. But, but we can, um, if there is this one, I can give you guys, but I can't give you the other one. But this one, I can give you if you can't get to the IRS for some reason. Like if you're calling and calling and it's like taking like three hours or because the IRS does a courtesy disconnect. If you are on hold for a long time, they'll just be like, oh, we can't take your call and hang up on you. It has happened. Yes. Yes, I know. Yes. So you can try calling the tax advocate in your area, Google tax advocate, like wherever you live and call that number. And that's a better way of getting in contact with the irs okay let me put that in the comment section so call the tax advocate to get in contact with the uh with the irs yes. tell them what your issue is and you will be connected with the irs faster oh. so right. tax advocate is a way of vetting pretty much what calls are coming in so now that you've actually spoke to a tax advocate they're more inclined to answer your call because you got through the preliminary searching for what you need done and they, they identified the problem. Now they'll connect you to the IRS. Okay. Wow. 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 Well, uh, thank you for that information. I hope that uh, blesses somebody out there. So uh, call the tax advocate. I think I'm going to be using that. We've never heard of that. I no. hate waiting in line and they do hang up in your face. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I don't, I don't like that too much. Now, the time is getting near. Um, it's 8.55 right now. And, you know, I like to uh, be on time and also end at a reasonable time because people have things to do. And right. I want them to come back, of course. So okay. um, we can I want to fly through your slides, but let's go ahead and just give some brief uh, information on the next couple slides. Is that all right? That's perfect. Okay. So the last one on this one is not adequately tracking your income and expenses. I apologize. No, you're fine. <laughs> We already spoke about it, so oh, okay. here we are. Charitable contributions, these are the updates. So charitable contributions above the line, 300, jointly is 600. So what this means is you usually had to itemize in order to claim charitable deductions, but now you get a credit for $300 of the charitable deduction you paid, whether you itemize or not, okay? 
So jointly, if you're married, it's $600. Standard mileage is 56 cents per mile. Um, like, what was her name? LaVon was asking. Is that LaVon? Mm -hmm. Okay, she was asking about can she claim actual? There is you can claim actual or standard, either or. So standard mileage is 56 cents. It already includes the depreciation, etc., in there. And then actual expenses is when you add up like your tires, your gas, your so there is an option. So you just have to know which one gives you the better benefit, okay? So child tax credit, we discussed this. It increased from 2000 to 3600 um, in 2021 if your child is under six. And then it's 3000 if your child is ages six to 17, fully refundable. That means even if you did not earn a dollar, you're getting, or you did not pay taxes in, it's fully refundable, okay? All right. But your AGI, there, there's thresholds to this. Your adjusted gross income, Cannot be more than seventy-five thousand if single, or one hundred and fifty thousand if married. We talked about advanced credit, earned income credit maximums. These are this is pretty self-explanatory. If you have no qualifying children, the maximum earned income credit you can get is fifteen oh two, and then these are the thresholds. So take a quick glance. Um, how much money you could potentially get if you have kids on your return? This is the potential earned income credit. Now, does anybody have any questions on it? Because I do see a lot of comments saying that, you know, that um, now some people say they didn't get their COVID checks back in 2020 and they were calling and the lines were dropping. Is there any way that we could go back and get that money? They would have to amend their 2020 return to get it. So but it's possible that we could get it. Yep. That's the only way you can get it. Claim the recovery rebate credit for 2020 and get it. So the they're talking about the twelve hundred and six hundred. Absolutely. Now, um, you ask, are are we asking about one thing or another thing? Which one? What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So the stimulus for fourteen hundred, right? Right. Is for twenty twenty one. That uh -huh. person said they didn't get it for twenty twenty, right? Right. So the ones for twenty twenty, you got one for twelve hundred dollars in twenty twenty. And then there was another one that came out for six hundred dollars. Correct. Correct. Yeah. correct. So if those are the ones that you're talking about, you need to amend your 2020 return in order to get that money. You need to set, go on your 2020 return and say, I did not get this stimulus. So amending the return will trigger your your refund. A lot of people are saying that they um that they didn't that they didn't get it. I I tried that for uh the twenty twenty um remember when they had to, to, to my um the first one we uh, received yeah and it got reversed back to them but it got lost in the transition in the shuffle, mm. in the shuffle. that's what that was and I know they used to call them they already issued oh I, I called them a thousand and one time and they know they they gave they told, they told me to call this entity I called this entity the entity told me to call them back. Basically playing, you know, tennis with me. Mm, okay. Well, so courtesy hangups that you were talking yeah. about. So, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to stay on the line. But there are a lot of people that are saying the same thing, that they didn't get their 2020 uh, stimulus. But this is, this is good to know that they can, um, or that, shoot, we can go mm -hmm. back and, and get that. It is 9 o'clock now, but I'm going to stay on for just a few more moments because we're not fully done with this. This is a lot of information, and there are a lot of comments that important. are uh, coming in, and this is very, very informative. 
also um case one got a very important question yes uh there is a very important question here uh from k small but now miss uh it looks like shirella nelson you can get her information we'll put it up um later in the um uh, once we're done uh it was posted in the beginning so you guys can always go back and replay this video but um if you need her information i can put it in the uh in the chat but she's going to give you her information before uh she gets off the line and i'm going to uh post it as well and you guys can snap a picture with your phone or if you're on your phone or however you need to uh, to get her information so that uh, she can help you guys out with your future taxes and possibly it looks like uh, getting some of your money back mm -hmm. since she has the direct connection to getting into the IRS because uh, we don't have that. Uh, with that being said, there is a, uh, a question. I think this is a good question uh, mm -hmm. is here. Can you claim your foster, foster kids on your taxes? Yes. Okay, straight to the point. Yeah, court order. Yes. Uh, someone made a comment here. It's just a comment. If you don't file your taxes for 2020 year, oh, this is a question. If you did not file your taxes for the uh, 2020 year, how much is the pen penalty, if any? I think you went over that, didn't you? I did, but not in detail. If you, okay, here's how the IRS works. If you were going to get a refund, they don't care. If you were going to owe, then you'll be penalized. So the penalty rate usually is around 250-ish. There's a failure to pay and there's a failure to file um, penalty. So it, it all depends on your situation. And then they charge you interest. Oh, because oh. I know some people at my job, they wait three, every three years they file their taxes. Because they can like you have three years to claim a refund that's mm. great for taking care caring for your that would be the you can claim your elderly parents as a dependent and you can get the dependent care credit so the child independent care credit that everyone has been talking about where it's eight thousand or per person or sixteen thousand if it's two dependents you get fifty percent credit. So it's like if you paid 16000 independent care, right? The IRS will let you get a credit of $8,000. So that reduces your tax line by line. That reduces your tax by $8,000. Okay, so so um, what the, the question was, for those of you who are um, just coming in, uh, the question was, is can you file or have a tax break for caring for your elderly parents. So for those of you who, um, you know, are just trying to, you know, get in. Um, with that being said, let's go on to the next slide. Uh, but Shantice, she says, thank you so much for this information. I think it's very, very informative. Very informative. All right, let's go on to the next slide. Okay, this one, you can actually skip over this. These are just thresholds. So maximum AGI for EIC. Tax updates, we talked about a look back credit. We talked about the recovery rebate, the child independent care credit. That's what we were just talking about with the, do you get um, credit for your taking care of your elderly parent? This can be a child or a dependent, right? Mm -hmm. Take care of. Required okay. minimum 
distributions. Um, this is for retirement plans. Once you reach a certain age on certain retirement plans, you have to take that. You have to take your money out. If you don't, you're getting a 50% penalty. So it makes no sense to be charged 50% penalty because I didn't take my money out. Oh, say that again. <laughs> say that one more time for the people in the back that need to hear it. So if you have, if you reach a certain age, right? So retirement, more than likely, you can take out your retirement when you're 59 and a half, right? Yes. When it's usually when you're 70 and a half, that's the age for most retirement where you have to start taking your money out because some people just leave it there but so it can grow the interest. If you don't start taking out at, at 70 and a half, you will be charged 50. You have a RMD, required minimum distribution, right? So say they're saying the IRS says you have to take $40,000 out of your retirement every year after a certain point. If you do not move that money, if you don't take that money out, you're going to get a 50% penalty. So you're going to have to pay tax. So if you're supposed to take 40000 and you Man, they can't even let you retire happy. Their penalty is $20,000. So it makes sense that you just take your money out. They're penalizing you for not taking out your money. That's, so that's when, you, when you take it out, where are we putting it? Because even when you put it in the bank, it's not growing any interest or anything. So is it best for them to invest it? That's the thing. They want to keep us in a position where we depend right. on them. Mm. The best thing is to invest it, but at a certain age, you have you want to do low risk investments. You don't want to do when you're young, you can play with the high risk, but when you're older, you don't know how much time you have left on earth, so you can't afford to be just mm. losing your money. This okay. is good information. This is good information. Thank you so much, Marie. Let's go to the next slide. Let's go to the cancellation next. of post secondary debt. So if your student loans have been forgiven. It's no longer taxable. Usually cancellation of debt is taxable, but it's no longer taxable. 100% um, of deductibility for business meals. So in 2020, in 2020, you could only claim 50% of your meals. 2021, if you went out to a restaurant, like we were talking about travel earlier, so business meals, 100% deductible. You don't have a 50% cap this year. Okay. Okay. That's good. Next slide. <laughs> Schedule C deductions. We talked a little bit about this. Um, our, our people are really on point. They ask you all these questions. Software. They surely did. So there's no, <laughs> no real need to go through these. Um, the only one that I'm going to touch base on is home office deduction. For the simple fact, if you have an office in your home, right? Um, this is mostly for a Schedule C um, filers. Then the portion of your home that you use for office space, you can deduct that. So say, Taisha and Alice, Elias, since you're in front of me, I'm going to use you as an example. So this area that you're using, right, mm -hmm. to do the show, if that's 100% deducted for dedicated to the show, Mm -hmm. You are going to get the square footage of that area, right? You're going to take that percentage because that percentage is used for your business, right? Mm. Then you're going to say, if I use 10% of my house for my business, then 10% of my rent is deductible. 10% of my light is deductible. 10% of my mortgage. Oh. Well, your rent, mortgage, light, water, whatever you're paying for that area. 
that percentage is deductible. So you're going to take the square footage of the whole house, take square footage that you use solely for business, whatever percentage that is, you're going to apply it to the bills you're paying the house and deduct it. Okay. If after we get off this line and people are not tearing up your phone, something's wrong. <laughs> you are given a wealth of information. Somebody is saying, wait, where is my measuring tape? <laughs> we do a lot of things in our home and yeah. you're telling us now that we can kind of deduct. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, ahead, I, I heard people was able to use their uh, deduction for that, but I don't think they understand how to use it properly. Right. So we say things, but they don't say it in a proper manner to understand what's going on. You got to come back, Marie. You got to come back. So you can show us how to do this properly. You got to show us how to do this properly. Let's go to your next slides because um, it is 909. Yeah, so we're going to go to the next hard. one. Keep going. Um, these are some things that people forget. Um, so commissions and fees, affiliate payouts. I like to deal with affiliates. So whoever, if you refer somebody to me and you're my client, I give $25 out. So that's deductible to me, the $25 that I'm giving out for affiliate payouts, right? Wow. So contract labor, if we, we pretty much know what subcontractors are, anybody that we use, like my advertising girl is a subcontractor. Subcontra so I can deduct what I pay her. When you incorporate SunBiz, that is deductible. So that annual fee that you pay every year to keep your registration. Oh, oh man, I got to call my tax attorney on this one here. We ain't got the right tax attorney. You got to call him back. We got to call him back. There's a lot of stuff that's not, that was not deducted. Oh, my gosh. Keep going, Marie. Legal and professional fees. I paid my lawyer. I paid my accountant. So when y'all pay me, it's deductible. Rent or lease of vehicles, equipment, property. That's pretty self-explanatory. Repairs and maintenance, self-explanatory. Taxes and licenses. So when you paid your local business tax, when you pay um, all of those fees that you have to pay in order to keep your business afloat, these are deductible, okay? So next slide. I'm real mad. I want to stay on this slide. Okay. <laughs> Next. Okay, we're almost done. Tips to get you through tax season. Don't wait until last minute because mm -hmm. we get busy as the time goes to filing. When it gets to April 18, don't call me on April 16th because I'm going to say I'm busy. <laughs> Look, check this out. Somebody said, uh, Sherella Nelson said, uh, she's a baker and her husband has a talk show as well. So I'm she does all of her coins. All of it. All, all of her up. coins. Don't yeah. Go ahead. We ain't going to interrupt you no more. Yes, I am. Do not do not rush to file taxes without receiving all your forms. I didn't mention something and y'all are going to kill me, but crypto, your capital gains on crypto is is taxable. Yes, so keep track of your proceeds, your cost basis, your gains. A lot of people are doing crypto and not putting it in there. So you should have received a 1099B. If you didn't receive a form, there are free aggregators online because sometimes they do so many transactions that they can't keep track of what their proceeds are. There are free aggregators and there are some ones that you have to pay for, like wait, coin tracker, things like that. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Crypto is taxable. So yeah, my husband does all this crypto stuff. 
Right. I don't know what it is, but I see the money going up. The IRS is listening. Hush. Okay. Because, yeah, because, oh, God, the IRS, we don't do crypto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We don't do crypto. Jesus. So, yeah, this is probably. Come get me. You bet. Okay. Do not rush to file. Yeah, you got to get your forms. Okay. Don't. I had a client call me yesterday. Oh, I only have one W-2. I can't. I did. I tried to call for the other one and I didn't get the other one. Can I file without it? No, ma'am, you cannot. I need you to have both of your W-2s before you come to me. Okay. <laughs> Filing with last year's pay stubs, that does not work. We are governed by Circular 230 of the IRS. The Mickey Mouse accountants that y'all are going to that says, give, give me your last pay stubs. Don't go to them. Wait till you get your W-2. This should not be happening. You should not be filing with last year's pay stubs because the pay stubs are missing information that the W-2 will have. Okay. So do not absolutely do not file with your last pay stubs. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that when you you get the W-2 form, you have a different number on it. Right. (laughs) Find your prior year return now to present to your tax preparer. Um, create an account on irs.gov to view your online transcripts. Sometimes if you don't know if you got your stimulus, you don't know how much advanced child tax payment you got. You don't know what the IRS has for you. You need to go look for your transcript. Like I said, claim your own kids. Oh, and don't forget about injured and innocent spouse. And I think this is the last topic. Well, I have one more slide after this, but injured spouse is when same... I, I hate to touch on this sort spot, but we're talking about let's talk marriage. So suppose, suppose mm-hmm. husband got a baby mama out there, right? Mm-hmm. So, but only a business. But here's the thing: if he's liable for child support and y'all file jointly, right? So you can file injured spouse. So if like there's back child support and the IRS is about to garnish the wages or they have been garnishing, you can file jointly and file injured spouse. That's basically appealing to the IRS. Don't take my portion of the refund because that's not my obligation. That's his obligation. Take his portion. Don't touch mine. Okay. So that's you love your spouse enough. See, what I did was I let them go ahead and get all the money so he can come off child support quicker. And I am off child he is, support. Listen, so that's that's a whole nother topic. But if you're a good that's wife, this is just how I feel. Don't take my word for it. Yes, it is his responsibility. But when you get married, it's for better or for worse. So I said, go now. ahead and let her get that money. Let her get it. Because if I was a, you know, I'm thinking if right. I was a, if I didn't have my father and he's doing all these other things or I can't go see him because the mother is being crazy or every situation is different. Every situation is we learned that situation. we learned that last week. <laughs> and we let them talk about their situation. Absolutely. But I like that, Aisha, because you want to get people out of your pocket quickly. Yes. Because we get them out of our pockets quick. And they don't like it. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Y'all free. But anyway, <laughs> look, we got a lot of comments on the side. Hold on, because I want you to um at, uh, to say what you were gonna say again. Uh, uh but someone asked, uh, what if they lost their W two? Um, and then, uh, but I want you to respond to what you were getting ready to tell us. Uh, oh yeah, so injured spouse. I'm sorry, the in- injured spouse. That would what it. If he has like a past debt, it's not just for child support, but that's the most common, right? So you want to file injured spouse 
if you want some of your refund, right? Mm -hmm. So now, innocent spouse, that man did something fraudulent. Why am I? I'm sorry, Elias. I don't mean to put it on a man. And you're telling the IRS, get me out of that. That's none of my business. <laughs> like, that's when you'll file <laughs> innocent spouse. Let me answer Shirelia's. Shirelia? Yes, what if I lost my W-2? If you lost your W-2, you need to request it again. Call your HR office, request it. Um, there are ways. If the IRS, I'm not sure if they're available yet, but... What can you Finish your comment uh, to Ms. Shirelia, and then we'll go to the next one. Go ahead. Why did she ask again? <laughs> she asked, what if she lost her W-2? Yeah, okay, request it. And then I don't know if the IRS is ready, but the wage and tax transcript can tell you what your W-2 was. Because you can get a wage and tax transcript from the IRS, but I'm not sure if they're available yet for the 2021 um, tax year. So what the IRS, when your employer gives you your W-2, right? They have to submit it to the IRS before they give it to you. So it electronically goes to the IRS. So the IRS knows what your wages are. That's why you get all these letters saying that you forgot to report income or you because that it's due at a certain time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what you can do. You can request it. I had a client told me the other day that she couldn't get her W-2. I was like, ma'am, we work for Walmart. There ain't no way you could tell me that a big organization like Walmart and you cannot get your W-2. If you don't call that corporate office and get your W-2 because your employer could have very well, your immediate supervisor could have very well not given it to you, but there are ways of getting it. Okay. Now, LaVon uh, Dillon asks, uh, what can you claim for an Airbnb rental property in the Dominican Republic. So that's foreign. The only thing you can pretty much claim is you have to report your worldwide income, right? But you can more than likely you have to pay taxes in the Dominican Republic and get a credit for the taxes that you pay. So you can file in something called 1116. So if you file taxes on your income there, then you can get the credit for what you filed over there. This applies to student loans as well. So Tanaya asked, uh, this applies for student loans as well. I don't the know if spouse, yes. a comment. Is, is, is she it... talking about an innocent spouse? So uh, Tanaya, uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, repost the question. I don't know if it's a question or um, a statement. So um, just, you know, clarify a little bit there. Um, LeVan says, thank you. You're welcome. And then, uh, Shirella, um, oh, so she said, yes. Yeah. The injured spouse goes with the student loans, not innocent spouse. I kind of use them interchangeably, but the, the innocent spouse is for like past debt, like fraudulent debt. The injured spouse is what you would use for student loan, child support, all of those things. So now she, I don't think she even knew that because she's, um, she's saying that it was a statement she was making, but I think you're answering that question as well, just in case people had it too. So that's really good. because I didn't know that. No, I didn't know either. Yeah, this is good. We're going to complete your slides and. Um, yep. One more. And then we're done. Um, tax strategies. I know this is about to blow up on this one, but you guys can call me later. 
<laughs> hire children and pay them up to the standard deduction. So that one. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Take advantage of the depreciation expense. We talked about that for rental property. You can depreciate rental property. You can depreciate a vehicle. Um, max out your contributions to your 401k. If your employer is matching, you have no reason not to have a 401k because that's free money. Get that 401k money. If they're matching and it's savings toward your retirement, go get it. Okay. And it reduces your taxable income. Mm. And that concludes my presentation. Thank you all for your time. <laughs> now you guys ask, I'm going to leave this up here for, uh, for a moment on how to reach her. I'm going to put this here, but she's also going to vocalize it for the people who uh, are listening and uh, are not able to uh, actually see you at this moment. So tell the people how to reach you, Miss uh, Marie. Okay. So the name of the business is Linus Accounting and Tax Services, Inc. So you can reach me on my website at www.lionessaccounting.co. It's .co, not .com, okay? <laughs> so you may also call me at 786-460-0505. And I'm also on four of the main, well, four of the main social media handles at Linus Accounting on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, okay? All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for coming in and uh, tuning in with us today. It has been an amazing evening, an amazing evening with Miss Marie. We actually went over the time. It is 922. People came with their questions today. And so it was so informative. There were things that I didn't know. Some of the things she did tell me, but there were things that um, I didn't know. And I didn't know a lot of the things that... Um, you were doing either with our taxes like i don't know i just know that the money comes in the house and i spend it so <laughs> it keeps coming in but i guess i should be abreast of these things marie i still need to know it does help when both parties know what's going on now i do have one more question for you now um we've been with the same tax preparer for many many years and mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of transition over when you're used to certain things but a lot of this stuff i never heard of i right. never heard of and uh so we have some questions uh that we need to ask uh but for those who are trying to transition over uh to a new um uh, tax preparer what are some of the things that they should be looking for you should be looking for sometimes you have to look at the experience of the person the credentials of the ind individual um a lot of times it's not that the tax preparer is not knowledgeable it's just that they don't know that your situation changed so you have to be fair with your um tax preparer because what i see a lot is that people introduce a lot of new things and they don't think that it's relevant so they don't tell the tax preparer because the taxpayer like i'm not going to go a through z with each tax preparer right I go based on the information you tell me with each client. So you have to let me know this has changed, right? So a lot of times you have to be just very honest with your tax preparer about what's going on. Like if you don't tell them that you owe child support, they don't know to tell you, okay, well, let's do 
innocent spouse or injured spouse, right? Right. So you have to be very open, tell them your whole financial situation mm -hmm. in order for them to be able to guide you on taxes. So mm -hmm. just just be vigilant in that because a lot of tax preparers got a bad got a bad name because they say, well, my tax person didn't tell me this. Your tax person, we're not going to spit out the whole IRS code for you. Very good. Because it's a lot of information to just throw at you. But if you tell me like, hey, I had COVID last year and I lost my income, then I'll tell you, oh, did you file the 7202? Do you need that attached to your return? Or a lot, say things that are relevant. It may not be re relevant to you, but if, if it affected your financial situation, it's relevant. But make sure you let your accountant slash tax preparer know what's going on. Thank you so much, Marie. I really appreciate you for coming on and joining in uh, and coming on to the show. We would love to have you back. Would you come back? Of course I will. <laughs> Somebody wanted to leave one last comment. Can we ask them for a loan? Just joking. Shanti's no, you can't ask them for a loan. They're not going <laughs> to give it to you. <laughs> Babe, uh, is there anything that you wanted to share before we um sign off? What I would say is um oh, Yo, why are your voice so deep like I'm that? I'm sorry, I can't help it. Jeez, go ahead. Um, you know, it's old saying the Bible says you we know we have not because we ask not. Right. I would say you know you don't know because you don't ask. Right. You know, we basically here to help everybody with this because hey, taxes is important. Your money is important, it's very important. Absolutely. So we need to get on the ball and, you know, think about our finance. Absolutely. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Marie, uh, any last words? You've been a great audience and you guys have been great hosts. And thank you again for the invite and just have a wonderfully blessed week. Y'all take care. Oh, bye, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, Marie. Hang on the line because I have to ask you some background questions. Thank I'm you. telling you, we need to know how to get in the back door. So you hang on there. And, I'll be uh, here. <laughs> thank you guys for uh, coming in again. We're out of here. Thank Good you for coming to Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Marriage. Marriage. That's right. <laughs> Bye, guys.